Joshua chapter number two, if you're able to stand with me this morning. Uh, aren't you thankful that in your heart there is a place that only God can fill? Only God can fill. You were made by God. You were made for God. And you will never be at peace or content until you rest in God, until you know the Lord, and until you walk with the Lord. Joshua chapter 2. I want to, to just uh, begin here, read uh, one verse, and uh, then we're going to pray and have you to be seated here this morning, Joshua chapter 2 and verse number 1, and it reads, And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into an harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. Now, the book of uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 31 says, By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not, when she had received the spies with peace. In James 2, verse 25, Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and sent them out another way. And so we read here of this woman of great faith, the woman Rahab, but we're going to look at her life, and as we look at a new year, if you're going to know the Lord and receive anything of the Lord, it, it begins with the walk of God by faith, and so there's uh, some important, tremendous lessons here for us. If you'll join me, let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Father, I thank you this uh, privilege uh, here this morning of, of being here in this place, and I thank you, Lord, that we were made by you. We were made for you and that our hearts will remain restless until they rest in you. And God, I don't know any hearts here this morning, but maybe in this place there is there's a Rahab. There's somebody that has heard of your mighty works. Maybe somebody that looks around and they see the evidence of your creation all about them. And Lord, here this morning by your spirit, you're speaking and you're drawing. Lord, I pray for yielded hearts here this morning. I pray that we can learn uh, from the faith of Rahab. And we can see that, Lord, you reward those that come to you by faith. God, would you uplift your name here this morning? Would you be glorified? Would you help me this morning as we open your word? We pray in Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated this morning. Now, we read here the, the testimony of, of uh, Rahab. From Hebrews chapter 11, she's included in this hall of faith that uh, we read about in Hebrews 11, the hall of faith. Uh, James uh, spoke of her as uh, putting her faith into action. And it's evident, and we'll look at this this morning as we go through Joshua chapter 2. Uh, she was protected from the destruction that came upon her nation uh, because she trusted in the living God of Israel. And here, as God brought judgment upon the land of Canaan, uh, Rahab and her family was spared from that judgment. Her faith in God, and we read about this, uh, caused her to protect the spies uh, from, uh, from, uh, from the judgment that would come upon them. Now, this morning, as we enter in 2024, celebrating 50 years of God's goodness, and uh, what, we, what we see is the blessings of God upon the past of Valley Bible Baptist Church ought to encourage our faith for the future. 
And it's the case here with the nation of Israel. Uh, what God did for the nation of Israel in their past encouraged the faith of others. Rahab uh, being a testimony of this. I want you to go to Joshua chapter 2 for just a moment. And look with me in verse number 8. And just this testimony that was given by Rahab to these spies. And before they were laid down, she came up unto them upon the roof. And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came up out of Egypt, and what he did, or what you did to the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Sion and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. The testimony of what God had done for the nation of Israel was a testimony that brought a Rahab to faith, and I believe to saving faith here this morning. And I believe God wants to use what he's done in the past to encourage the faith of others. Uh, later in Joshua chapter 4, we've looked at it over the last couple of weeks. In verses 23 and 24, uh, For the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan from before you until you were passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until you were gone over. And he says that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that you might fear the Lord your God forever. I believe just as God, and we preached on this last Sunday night, God said to Abraham, Abraham, I want to bless you so that in my blessing you, you can be a blessing to others. God said, Abraham, I'm going to do something through you that will be a testimony to all of the world. And God said here to this nation, I did some things in your midst that would be a testimony to all the world, that all the earth might fear the Lord. I believe this morning God wants us to brag on him. And I, I really, uh, as we celebrate 50 years of God's goodness, I want us to brag on the Lord. And uh, I want us to brag on the Lord that God might be glorified. Uh, the great faith of Rahab, Rahab heard the stories of God and because of what God had done for the nation of Israel, she placed her faith in a living God. And her faith this morning is an encouragement to us. As we look here at Joshua chapter 2 this morning, I, I want to see first of all the God of Rahab's faith. Now consider Rahab's background. Uh, verse number 1 uh, spoke of her. Uh, in uh, they went and came to an harlot's house. Uh, so here, consider her background. Uh, she's a Canaanite uh, here from Jericho. And by this time in history, the measure of their sin was to its fullness. Uh, the Canaanites were idolaters. They worshipped many false gods. Uh, they were contrary to God. They rejected the God of Israel. They had no true God. Uh, they were known to be a very immoral people. Uh, by this time in their history, uh, sexual deviancy, sexual sin had risen to prominence, much as it's doing here in the United States today. 
And so this was a nation of sinfulness. And here is Rahab in the midst of this nation. Now God was using the nation of Israel to bring judgment upon her nation. God is holy. God cannot and will not allow sin to continue on. Uh, there must be consequences for sin. And there will be consequences on individuals. There will be consequences on families. There will be consequences on nations. And the nation of the Canaanites had so betrayed God and gone against the principles of God that judgment must come upon this nation. And so here is Rahab. She's a Canaanite. But verse number one describes her as an harlot. Now Rahab's uh, profession was one of selling herself and that stigma of her past uh, would continue with her even in the book of Hebrews and in the book of James. Uh, even after salvation, it would be a testimony of God's grace. And so here's kind of the background, but I, I want you to see really in the midst of this, the providence of God. I'm thankful this morning that God doesn't see as man sees. And I'm thankful here this morning that God knows every heart. He sees deep into a heart that none of us can ever see. And here's Rahab, despite her background, uh, one that humanly we might have looked at and, and we, <coughs> excuse me, that we would have thought of, <coughs> thought of her as the least likely to trust in the God of Israel. She's not one that we would have looked at and said, now this is going to be uh, one of the great women of faith in the Bible that's going to be mentioned in God's hall of faith. And she's probably not one that, humanly speaking, we would have handpicked uh, for that purpose. And yet, God knew her heart. And one thing becomes evident, she had heard the testimony of God. She had heard of all that God had done in the past. And, and somehow, in the midst of this, she had come to put her trust in the God of Israel, the living of God. Now, I want you to again look at verse number 1, Joshua 2. And I think this is important. Uh, as we speak about the God of her faith and the providence of God in sending the spies. And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and they came into an harlot's house named Rahab, and lodged there. Now, I believe God was leading Joshua, and although Joshua had full assurance of God's promise, I want you to go back to Joshua chapter 1. Look at verse number 3. God said, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness of this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Now Joshua had full assurance of that promise from God. And yet Joshua, I believe, led of God, uh, felt it very prudent to get the layout of Jericho. And I think about this. Now Joshua had previously, 40 years earlier, been one of the 12 spies that went into Canaan land to view the land. And you remember the, the, uh, the, the problem, uh, 10 of those spies came back with an evil report. Now Joshua and Caleb were men of faith, 
And they said, if God be for us, who can be against us? And uh, the giants of the land are not bigger than our God. And, and I'm thinking about this, and here Joshua, knowing that past, and yet I believe blood of God sends very prudently into uh, Jericho uh, to spy out the land, to go and view the layout of the land. And, and yet I see in this that uh, Joshua had these spies come back directly to him and report directly to him and not to the congregation. But I believe the hand of God was in this because I believe God knew that in this city was a woman. A woman that had heard the accounts of God's word. And a woman that deep in the depths of her heart was crying out for the living God. A woman that her heart was inclined toward God. Reminds me very much of John chapter 4, the Samaritan woman. And the Bible says of the Lord Jesus Christ, he must needs go through Samaria. Why? Because in Samaria there's a woman at the well whose heart is drawing her towards the things of God. And, and there's a woman crying out for the living water and a woman that needs the salvation relationship that only Jesus Christ can give. Well, here in Jericho is a sinful woman in great need of a Savior whose heart is drawing her towards the things of God. God knows every heart, and he knows every heart cry. I've read the miraculous testimonies of missionaries. As they would go to a new land, and they would open up virgin territory, places where the gospel had never been preached. And they would arrive, and they would discover that already the Spirit of God had gone before them preparing the hearts of people, drawing hearts to a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. The Bible says, you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all of your heart. I believe in divine appointments. I don't believe in accidents. God will work out divine appointments. God will send his soul winners and his preachers and his missionaries and his servants uh, uh, where there's a need, where there's a heart. And, you know, it might be a chance meeting at a store. It might be a, a knock on a door. Uh, but God is working. And, and God here knows the need of a woman in Jericho. And, and God, in divine providence, sends the spies to this land. I'm thinking of a man that uh, used to be a part here at Valley Bible Baptist Church. And he shared with me the testimony. He said, one day I was driving to Los Alamos. And he said, that day God convicted me. I'd been saved as a, as a young boy, 10 years of age. He said, God was convicted me. He said, I'd been out of church for a while. He said, God dealt with my heart. I needed to get back to church. And he said, I knew I didn't have another opportunity. I needed to get back to church. And he said, that very day as I'm driving to Los Alamos, I knew this was my last opportunity. The pastor from Valley Bible Baptist Church knocked on my door at my home and met my wife, and invited her to church. You talk about divine providence. You talk about God putting the pieces together. That's what God did in that family. And as God then, he knew in his heart, he got home. His wife says, this preacher came to knock on my door. He said, we're going to church today on Sunday. And God uh, sent the preacher uh, divine appointments. 
you know, God's providence in sending the spies to this city. But I think about this fact, God's providence in sending these spies directly to Rahab's house. Of all of the homes in Jericho, of all of the people in Jericho, this might have been the, the least likely home to go to. Of all the thousands of people, God providentially sent the spies to Rahab's house. Now think about this. Had they gone to any other home in this city, uh, it would have probably led to their death. But God knew exactly where to send them. We are so dependent upon God's guidance in our lives. I Again, my life verses, I share this over and over, Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. I'm thoroughly convinced that if we will seek first the kingdom of God, and we will seek to follow the Lord with all of our heart, that God will put our paths together. And so many times I, I believe God protects us and God keeps us and God provides for these divine appointments. I, I wonder how many times God has directed us in a situation and in so doing he spared our very life. And we didn't even know it. I, I think when we get to heaven and in eternity, for those that have followed the Lord, we'll look back and we'll see the wonderful, guiding, marvelous direction of God. So as I look at the faith of Rahab, faith begins with God. It's God's gift. And I look at the God of her faith, and I look at the God of Rahab's faith. It's the living God. Now as we move through Joshua chapter 2, there are several expressions of her faith. She expressed her faith by hiding the spies. That's what Hebrews 11 verse 31 stated. By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she received the spies with peace. Look in chapter 2 of Joshua, verse number 2. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house, for they be come to search out all the country. And the woman took the two men and hid them, and said thus, There came men unto me, but I wist not whence they were. And it came to pass about the time of the shutting of the gate, when it was dark, that the men went out. Whether the men went, I wot not, pursue after them quickly, for ye shall overtake them. But she brought, had brought them up to the roof of the house and hid them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order upon the roof. And the men pursued after them the way to Jordan under the fords. As soon as they which pursued after them were gone out, they shut the gate. Now her nation, as we mentioned, was living in sin, worshiping false gods. Sin had risen to its fullness. It was a stench in the nostrils of God. It was an abomination to God. God must judge her nation. Uh, she received these spies with peace. I, I believe as the Bible describes in hiding these spies, she's expressing her allegiance to their God. 
I believe it's similar as we read in the book of Ruth. Ruth rejected the gods of the Moabites and chose to follow the way of Naomi. And here this woman chose to obey God rather than men. And she was placing herself under the umbrella of God's people and of God's protection. And so she expressed her faith, as Hebrews chapter 11 says, by hiding these spies. And then she expressed her faith by encouraging these spies. Look in verse number 8. And before they were laid down, she came up unto them upon the roof. And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land. This is not our land. It belongs to God and to his people. And that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. Here she encouraged them with God's promise. Then we read earlier these past works of God. Look in verse number 10. For we have heard, and the Bible says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. This is why it is so important to proclaim God's word. Because faith is founded upon God, upon the word of God. And here Rahab said, we've heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you. When you came up out of Egypt, what you did to the two kings of the Ammonites, or Amorites, they were on the other side of Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. And she said, we've heard those testimonies, and as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt. Now, we'll find that the same sun that softens the snow hardens the clay. And the knowledge of what God had done, the word of God's working through Israel, softened the heart of Rahab. I believe in the heart of Rahab, hearing the testimony of the works of God uh, caused Rahab to want the Lord, to want to seek God, to want to put herself under that refuge of God. And yet the nation, her nation, uh, it hardened their heart in rebellion against God and it hardened their heart in rebellion to the things of God. Uh, she encouraged them in God's promise. She encouraged them in God's past works as the news of God's victories traveled. Now, God, I, I believe, wants us to be encouraged by what he's done for others. That's why it's so important to read your Bible. Because as you read your Bible, your faith will be increased by the story of David and Goliath. How the giant wasn't too big for David because David had a God bigger than the giant. God will increase your faith as you hear of his provision, as you hear of his miracles. As you hear the Lord calming the storm, as you hear of what Jesus did for his disciples and giving the bread uh, to the 5,000 and the multitudes as he fed them, it will increase your faith. And God wants to be encouraged to encourage uh, you through what he's done for others and what he's done in the past. Then notice this statement in verse number 11 as she is encouraging these spies. As soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. Notice this statement. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Her nation worshipped false gods, dead idols, stones and sticks that could not hear prayer. 
she recognized that the God of Israel was the living God. He's the God of heaven. I believe she would look out at the stars and, and say, there's a God, and that God made the universe, and that God of Israel is God in heaven. He's God in earth, and there's no nation or kingdom that can rise against that God. And so her faith is encouraged, and she encourages these men with God's power. It's an amazing statement coming from a formerly heathen woman, and she realized her people had no opportunity to stand against such a God. The gods they worshipped had no power. And so this was the very news that these spies would take back to Joshua. Go to chapter 2 and verse 23. It says, so the two men returned and descended from the mountain and passed over and came to Joshua the son of Nun. And told him all things that befell them. They said unto Joshua, Truly the Lord had delivered into our hands all the land, for even all the inhabitants of the country do faint because of us. She expressed her faith by encouraging the spies. Notice in verse number 12, she expressed her faith by requesting life at the hands of the spies. In verse number 12. Now therefore, I pray you, swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that you will also show kindness unto my father's house, and give me a true token, and that you will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that they have, and deliver our lives from death. Uh, she received life for herself. She placed herself, as we mentioned, under the umbrella of the Almighty God. And she received life for her family. So often, and this ought to be the case, when one truly meets the living God, when they get saved, they have a burden for their loved ones. And so she's burdened for her loved ones, her mother, her father, her brethren, her sisters. And this woman intercedes for her family. She expressed her faith by releasing these spies in verse number 14. And the men answered her, our life for yours, if you utter not this, our business, and it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Then she let them down by a cord through the window, for her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, get you to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you. Hide yourselves there three days until the pursuers be returned, and afterward may you go your way. Uh, James tells us in chapter 2, verse number 25, Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works? Now, we realize salvation is by faith, but true faith produces works. And we said it this way many, many times, faith is the root, works is the fruit. And so the faith of Rahab is evident in the works that it produced, and she received the messengers, and she sent them out another way. Her faith was a living faith. She believed in a living God. She would peacefully send the spies on to safety. Now there were three conditions that are set forth for her safety and the safety of her household. And these three conditions so beautifully portray the gospel to us this morning. I want you to look in verse number 17. There's a scarlet thread. And the men said unto her, We will be blameless of this thine oath which thou hast made us to swear. 
Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window, which thou didst let us down by, that thou mayest bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy father's household home unto thee. This scarlet thread. It's very significant. I believe it's a picture of the blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. There's a scarlet thread of blood throughout the Bible. Uh, we read of Abel offering a blood sacrifice. And God had respect unto the sacrifice of Abel. The blood sacrifice of Abel pointed to the cross of Jesus Christ. In Genesis chapter 22, Abraham offered a blood sacrifice. It was a substitution for Isaac. And it would point to the lamb that God himself would provide. In the Old Testament, the priests offered blood sacrifices in the temple on a daily basis. Once a year, on the Day of Atonement, they would enter into the Holy of Holies. And they would place the blood upon the mercy seat. And that blood upon the mercy seat would again point to the Lord Jesus Christ. All of these were pictures. It was a scarlet thread of blood throughout the Bible, uh, pointing to the Lord Jesus Christ, to the Lamb provided by God, to the Lamb giving His life, to the Lamb shedding His blood. Uh, God commends His love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. The scarlet thread in the window would save her and her family from God's wrath that would come upon that nation. And may I say to you that the scarlet thread of the blood upon your heart will save you from the wrath to come. There is a scarlet thread. There is the home of refuge. The latter part again of verse number 18. Thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and thy father's household home to thee. And it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head. We will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our head if any man can be upon him. So very simply, uh, that nation would recognize in this one window the scarlet thread. Within that home, all that would be in that home would be spared and they would be protected. What a picture. For Noah and his family, there was the ark of safety. And the ark of safety was a picture of our refuge through the Lord Jesus Christ. And for this woman and for her family, there would be a home of safety. And all in that home would be safe of judgment as it fell upon her nation. Our place of safety is being in Christ. And it's those that are in Jesus Christ that are protected from the wrath to come. Uh, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So we have a scarlet thread. We have a home of refuge. Then there is an oath of silence. Look in verse number 20. And if thou utter this our business, then we will be quit of thine oath which thou hast made us to swear 
I believe this was for her safety as well as their safety. Uh, had she made this known to her nation, uh, she would have lost her life. And she agreed to these terms in verses 21 and 22. She said, according to your words, so be it. And she sent them away and they departed and she bound the scarlet line in the window. And they went and came into the mountain and abode there three days until the pursuers were returned. And the pursuers sought them throughout all the way, but found them not. So we see the expression here of her faith. Now, I want to close with, with this thought. This is very important. The God of her faith, it's the living God of Israel, the expressions of her faith, but there's the reward of her faith. Biblical faith is always rewarded. Hebrews 11, verse number 2 says, By, it, by faith the elders obtained a good report. Hebrews 11, verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him. He that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Uh, she was rewarded with salvation. Turn forward to Joshua chapter 6 and verse number 21. Joshua 6 and verse number 21. As Jericho is destroyed, the Bible reads in verse number 21, And they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old and ox, and sheep with ass, or in the ass, uh, with the edge of the sword. But Joshua had said unto the two men that had spied out the country, Go into the harlot's house, and bring out thence the woman, and all that she hath, as ye swear unto her. And the young men that were spies went in, brought out Rahab, her father, her mother, her brethren, all that she had, and they brought out all of her kindred, and left them without the camp of Israel. And they burned the city with fire, and all that was therein, only the silver and gold, the vessels of brass, the iron, they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. Here this woman received her physical salvation, but it's a beautiful picture of eternal salvation, as the wrath of God was poured upon her nation because of that scarlet thread, and because of that refuge of that home, all that were in that home were protected from that judgment that came upon her nation. God honored her faith. Notice also Joshua 6, verse number 25. And Joshua saved Rahab the harlot alive in her father's household, all that she had. And notice the statement, she dwelleth in Israel even unto this day, because she hid the messengers which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Uh, here she received honor. She became a part of this great nation. She was kind of like Ruth that made her way back with Naomi and the God of Israel became her God and so it is for Rahab. And can you imagine the stories that Rahab would tell? Uh, the stories how she heard of God's work with Israel, how she came to trust the living God of Israel and how by that faith God divinely brought the spies to her house and how she protected those spies and how God gave the promise and delivered her and her family and her household. Uh, she was honored. Her legacy continued in the hall of faith as a great woman of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. Her example of active faith was used to challenge the faith of many in James chapter 2. And verse number 25, I want to give you one more thought. Go with me to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 1. I want you to see how God honored her faith. Matthew chapter 1, 
as we look at the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse number one reads the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham began Isaac. Isaac began Jacob. Jacob begat Judas and his brethren. Judas begat Perez and Zarah of Thamar. Perez begat Ezra. Ezra begat Aram. Aram begat Aminadab. Aminadab begat Nason. Nason begat Salmon. And notice verse 5. And Salmon begat Boaz of Rahab. He's no longer referred to as the harlot. She's been forgiven. Now she becomes a part of the lineage of Jesus Christ. Boaz beget Obed of Ruth, and Obed beget Jesse. Do you realize Rahab, she's a part of Christ's lineage. She becomes the great, great grandmother of David. And we go all the way back to this choice that she made to trust the Lord Jesus Christ, the scarlet thread, and place her faith under the refuge of a living God. Rahab had been an harlot. The salvation changed all of that. I believe she's a part of the lineage of Christ as a testimony that the Lord receives sinners. He's come to seek and to save that which was lost. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 15, and the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, this man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. My friend, Jesus Christ chose this woman to be a part of the lineage of Christ as a testimony there is none too far gone for the grace of Jesus Christ there's none that he cannot save there's none that he's not willing to save and he's placed within the lineage of Christ this woman maybe one of the least likely that we would ever think would be a part of the lineage of Christ but God recognizes her great faith Rahab was a Canaanite. She's not a Jew. She's not an Israelite. She's a Canaanite. I believe it's a testimony that the Lord so loved the world, that he loved people from every nation, every tribe, every tongue, and that he's willing to save whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe Rahab's inclusion in the lineage of Christ gives this testimony that Jesus saves sinners. God is looking for men and women of faith. All around us is the evidence of God, his creation, his word telling us of his past works, the story of Rahab, the deliverance of the nation of Israel. Many Canaanites heard what God did for Israel they hardened their heart and they fought against Israel. Rahab heard the testimony and surrendered to God. Friends, you can look all about you and see the evidence of God, but if you resist God, if you fight against God, you'll be like the Canaanites and you'll be destroyed. But if you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, like Rahab, you can find peace. We have the testimony of creation, the testimony of God's word, so then faith cometh by hearing hearing by the word of God. Somebody today needs to look to Christ for salvation. Judgment is coming upon this land. 
Judgment is coming upon this nation. Judgment is coming upon this world. Just as God judged Canaan land. Only those who have the scarlet thread of the blood of Christ upon their heart. Only those who have entered into the home of refuge are in Christ. Only those will be protected from the judgment of the Lord. Are you in Christ? And those that have trusted Christ can live by faith and walk by faith and have this heritage of future generations that know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Every head bowed.